Yo, 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 what it is, what it might be, what it was. This is Rob Lee from mtrthenetwork.com. And today I have a new guest for this this Baltimore, this art, this creative like outlet we're doing. I have a man like 83. He's going to go with just Appreciate straight 83, man? Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll just go with 83. Huh? Um, you know, 83 cutlass, but we could just go with 83. Sometimes I just be wanting to say 80. But, yeah, yeah. you know... Yeah, we could go with that today, man. How you been, man? I've been good, man. Like, at one point, I think when I first met you, because it's been a couple of years. Yeah, hell yeah. I wanted to go by, like, like 85 Malibu, but it doesn't really work <laughs> out. <laughs> it's like, yo, I need, a, Malibu. I need a vehicle that's, like, really large, like, 85 wide body, nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. But, yeah, man, it's good to see you, man. It's been a while. Hell yeah, it's been a long time, man. Couple seasons. Yeah, I mean, and fucking, it's like, the beginning of a, a new thing and I've been throwing around the Barbara Walters it's the 2020 vision this year yeah hell so yeah. it's more content more people more connections and you know pretty much my philosophy at this juncture is get past the bullshit that's pretty much what it is you know it's like and, and maybe you could touch on this a little bit too because like you're from here you're from Baltimore yeah yeah you're definitely. a creative around here you have a real job as well along yeah, with the creative got endeavors you. I got too many kids man I also don't have any kids. So that's another win for me. <laughs> I feel you. I mean, this should kind of save my life, but at the same time, it takes a lot of life out of me. Some of the goofy shit that I'm into, I, I do not have. The, I do not have the boundaries for a kid. It's just like, yo, I really need to buy whatever this thing is. I need to buy new mics. Nigga, you need to buy them diapers. Shit. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> that shit is always hard. Like that part. Like, no matter how much I do for my kids, I mm-hmm. still feel selfish when buying myself certain shit. Oh, absolutely. I'll be trying to do the right thing. I just bought an NPC Live and shit, but I got it yeah. on a payment plan, so I don't feel too bad. Like, damn, just cop the NPC. <laughs> and if the kid's going to be like, ah, oh, can I have a snack? I just feel bad. Like, oh, shit, I don't have a snack, but I got an NPC. Like, I'm working on these beats real quick. Hell yeah, like, <laughs> eat this shit. This shit is hot. Off the press, little baby. Beats for you to eat. Hell yeah. Um, So... One of the things that um, I, li- I like to talk about on here is talking to like interesting individuals that have like a story that I think is unique, but also something that is very specifically and uniquely Baltimore. So, right, right. tell me a little bit about like you know, like who are you? Like, get, like give me that, give me that pitch real quick. Who are you? So basically, I would be uh, your local stale ass rapper who who meant it. <laughs> Who many consider uh, pretty legendary as far as lyrics go, you know. Yes. I've, uh, I came out of nowhere, basically. Like, I just got sober one time, put together some music, and then I knew uh, John Jones, who used to be in Dope Body. Yeah. I met John Jones, and next thing you know, I met Greg, who used to be in the group Rap Dragons, and then I just met every fucking body. Oh, but I was, already, I was already stockpiling, like, rhymes and everything, and then... I started meet, and then when I met my man, my man John used to work at Paper Moon Restaurant. Yeah, and we used to work at that fucking place, and we was like, we gonna be fucking artists. We don't gotta take this dumbass <laughs> shit. Fuck this shit. Niggas gonna be famous. He ain't say niggas because he not white. Cause he not he not black. So he ain't say that. But that's just how I remember the emotion. That was the you energy. Know? Yeah, that was the sentiment in the in the building that night. Yeah. So we used to get off like four or five in the morning and then go to the bar and shit. Yeah. And get drunk and talk about how we gonna do art. fuck this bullshit ass job. And then next you know, that was like that's how I met people in this like art scene. I didn't know nothing about this shit before. Like yeah. I was always making music. Like my whole first album, I made all of that shit before I knew any of these fucking people in Station North at all. Yeah. Me and Greg started getting real tough. Me and John Jones were always tight. So they was like they rapped and did music too and was like living in a copycat and shit. So I was like, oh yeah, I always seen this building, but I was never around here. Like, yeah. I'm from over there, like 32nd into Voli. Yeah, so I'm from like Eastside. Yeah, over there, and I went to Lake Clifton, so I ain't never know nothing about this shit over here. City College, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I live on the same street. Yeah, if you keep yeah. walking, just keep walking down. Uh-huh. Until you see all the niggas. My girlfriend right lived in Tivoli. I was I lived there for like <laughs> yeah. uh, what is it, seventeen, twelve Chilton, my guy? Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, damn. I was around there. <laughs> seventeen, twelve, damn, that's crazy. So you was right in the middle. Yeah. Cause I was seventeen oh four, thirty seconds, so you was like right <laughs> yeah, behind me. Yeah, shit would get funky around there. My nigga, yes it would. It's like mm, real I don't know about quick. this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, it would get real funky. So I ain't know nothing about this, but when I got around here, I had hella shit to do. I had yep. hella rhymes. I had 
been dedicated to rapping for so fucking long. Like, before I met any of these people, like, when I was, like, 18, I started really taking it serious, like, spending yeah. money. And this is when, like, computers and Fruity Loops mm-hmm. and shit started coming out. So I started fucking with that shit. Started doing beats. Wasn't really telling nobody because I ain't know nobody. I was just like, all right, yeah. I'm going to use this shit, but I don't know how the fuck I'm going to make the connection between sitting in my room with a drum machine to being on stage and then yeah. actually having shows. And then once you have shows, you realize, holy shit, I got to get people to come to see these motherfucking shows. That's the shit that motherfuckers don't tell you about. You be seeing a lot of footage from performances, yeah. ain't nobody in that fucking Let, crowd. Let's put it. Let's put a pin on that real quick, cause like, <clears throat> I definitely that piece, mm-hmm. my guy. Like, like I said, you know, before we got started, I said I've been doing this for a minute. Like, it'll be eleven in February, right? And you know, we did our last live shows, our tenth anniversary show in August, in here in this building, right? And you know, pretty much, I think you're trying to learn all of the stuff when you're kind of your manager, you're the talent, you're the web designer, all of that shit. You're the road manager. Yeah. So I'm setting all of this shit up and, you know, I'm like, I'm already, I don't have much hair as it is. I was like, yo, if I see a gray beard hair, I'm going to be real pissed right now. And, you know, it went off really well, but it was just like so much energy coming out of me. I definitely get it. Yeah. And it's like, you, you, you almost have this inclination and maybe it's the same for you, but it's like, yo, I, I, I have the drive, I have the energy towards the creative side of this, but all of this other shit, I'm not against doing it. I'm not against the hard work. I'm here to fight for that hard work, but at the same time, I know it's going to be double the effort, and that's going to take away from the creative. Well, yeah, because already I make my own beat, so I'm already the producer slash beat maker, yeah. depending on what people want to call it. You know, some people beat make, some people produce, Yeah, you know. Totally different jobs in in actuality because like producers actually started out managing the magi- managing the budget yeah. and arranging the studio sessions in a creative space for the project. Yeah. Like, he produces the thing and he just manages. It's like a general contractor. Yeah. Like you got plumbers over here, you got motherfucking carpenters here, but you know the GC brings it all together, put it on paper, make it make sense. But like yeah, I was making the beats. I was the MC, um, you know, from doing like graffiti and shit my whole life. I was yeah. definitely the fucking art director too, <laughs> and this, and I was the manufacturing because back then when niggas made burnt CDs and shit, <laughs> yeah, I yes. had to burn the CDs and then cut the shit to where though it fit into the little sleeve yeah. and buy every fucking thing. So and it was like that's the I was four people, and then when the motherfucker told me you got the show, but now you got your people to come to the show too, and then I'm carrying the whatever equipment I need and shit, trying to figure out how I'm going to get this song to that. Like, it it became a lot, but it was well fucking worth it. Like, Oh, absolutely. It was so worth it, but after a while, like you were saying, yeah. I realized I'm just not good at all of these things. And, and that's the thing. Like, when like I've talked to a few people who have, like, MBAs and shit from, like, different trainings I've done yeah. to, to try to learn how to be more <clears throat> um, efficient at some of these things. Right. Because... For what I do, and I would imagine it's very similar, because I always joke about, man, podcasters are the next rock stars, nigga. And <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But um, it's this thing where you, if you have a vision of what you're doing, and it's very much coming from you, and maybe a small few other people, other cooks that are contributing to what you're doing, right. but it's very much your vision. You don't want to hand this shit off to some cookie cutter motherfucker, and it's just like... And that's the thing. This and then is what's going to work for you. How, how good of a job are they going to do for the price I can afford? That's, or that's or the, even get it in a way, because too often, like, I don't know if you have to deal with SEO or anything along those lines as much. No, I don't even but know. What's, what's that's that? a search engine optimization, pretty much like how quickly someone will see your website or whatever your content Damn, is. Damn, see, that's why I'm not a good motherfucking uh, <laughs> internet marketing manager of so, myself. So, so that's the thing. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out shit like, let's say you want to do an ad on Facebook or some shit like that. Right. They'll say, well, it takes time to get the organic behavior of what uh, consumers, followers, and so on do. So, so essentially, what I do when I have those conversations... I try to get to the point, tell me how you're going to fuck me real quick. That's what I say. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay, so what you're saying is I need to pay you for six months before I start seeing any results. Jesus Christ. And it'll be a wild number. Like, I've heard anywhere from 500 to 10 grand. And I was like, yo, I have a blog site with some podcasts. My nigga. It was like, this doesn't include my content or anything along those lines. So, you know, and not to get on a gripe session or anything along those lines, but 
I think the root of it is, and maybe you'll agree with this, it's the notion that you're motivated and dedicated in doing your creative pursuit and you'll put in the money, the time, the effort, the blood, sweat, tears. Definitely. The gray hairs, all of it. Definitely, yeah, I had all of it. All of that shit, like, I mean, I remember, like, you know, how hard it was, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it was, like, so worth it, man. Like, I mean, I didn't, you know, inspired a lot of people in Baltimore. Like, a lot of people seen my show and was like, damn, this nigga be going in. Like, like one time when JPEG told me, he was like, yo, I seen you perform, like, way before I even was, like, known around. He was like, and when I seen your shit, I was like, for real? I didn't even know you was rapping then. He was like... It was be it was just when I first came through, like when I first came yeah. around. He's like, I seen your shit, and I was like, damn, I could fucks with this shit, and I was like, damn, man, that's that's fucking amazing. Like doing shows back in the day with people, and you never know, and then you see them like yeah. you know get real big, and it's like, damn, that's what's up. Like, I mean, people- it's like it's like happy for that person in a yeah. way that you have to be an artist to understand how happy you are for that person. It's crazy, but like doing it all yourself and then seeing it like blossom but then seeing that it does have the potential to do shit yeah. but then like mostly I like the music I make but I can see how a lot of people don't what's what's the main thing that drives you in your music the main thing that drives me is wanting to be somebody mm-hmm. like I got this real big fear of being like a nobody and just like yeah. being this average ass person like to the point I quit a fucking job just not to be average. Like, fuck this shit. Yeah, y'all ain't think that was going to happen, yo, didn't y'all? Yo, <laughs> I was, gotcha. I, <laughs> I put my dick in the street. Ah, you can't stop me. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember at one point I was really on my, on my shit. This is probably when you first met me. I was on my wild shit, like... I had like wild, like wavy Dominican hair and shit. <laughs> uh, I was just wearing sweaters all the time, talking cash <laughs> shit. And it was an opportunity um, in doing podcasting with one of the most prestigious employers in this city. Damn, who's that? It's a college. Oh, okay. And, uh, I know you're talking about. And I, I go there, and basically they said we need you to assemble. I had like kind of this beard, the whole thing going. And they basically told me we need for you to get this job, you need to assimilate, right? So cut the hair off, had like the nice low Caesar, cut the beard off, cut the shit out of my chin because I haven't shaved in so long. Oh, shit. And I go there for the interview and I go for the whole process. And I say all of this to say, like, I didn't get the job. Uh, and I realized I was trying to combine this creative endeavor, which you got to protect. For, um, to, with I tried to combine this creative endeavor to the job. Right. And right. I was chasing that dollar. I was like, I fucking literally sold out for this because I was going to do this thing uh, professionally because I felt like I mean something now. Right, like this is a step in the right direction. And and the thing is, I think, you know, the thing that you pointed out of like what drives you and what your motivation is, right? I think everybody has to figure out what their thing is and why they're doing their thing. So for me, I thought it was... I don't want to be just a nobody or what have you, or I want to feel like I have this level of esteem or whatever. And I remember this like interview with J. Cole and he, he was basically like touching on like, you know, I don't do this for money. I don't do this for this. I don't do this for that. I, I do it for love. He's like, you're always going to want money. You're always going to want more money. Okay. I got a milli. Now I need 10 mil. I need to hundred mil right, right. and so on. And the reason that I try to do this, I'm into weird shit. I'm into, I'm into some strange things. I have odd perspectives, but my inclination and the reason I do it, my ikigiri, if you will, is I, I just want to be heard, my guy. That's yeah. ultimately what it is. Yeah, I f- yeah, I mean, I feel you. It's like I always was into music. Like even when I was young, like I never played with yeah. toys or no shit like that. I just wanted stereo equipment. Playing them records. <laughs> when it was like when I was like eleven, I wanted to be a fucking DJ. I, like I just wanted equipment. Yeah. And I wanted to use it for its purposes and shit. But like that's like what Questlove was talking about in his uh, his book and shit. He was just like, yo, I always like like cylinders and circles and shit. He was like, I was a good student and all that stuff. He's like, I didn't want toys. He was like, I wanted records. I wanted like shit that, you know, that's how I see things. And he's like, and everything has been tangible. A yeah, like shit to make you feel stuff. Like I always had a a deeper connection with music than most people in my family, except for like my grandfather who was a musician. Like mm-hmm. I always hear it different or feel it different. And I'm I listen to more like old soul music and shit. That's my that's so my next question. It's just constant, right? constant hearing stuff that I would like to flip or do different and shit like that. So it's like, 
even when I'm not trying to think about doing music, it's just, I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, I want to be somebody, and I know that I can do this shit. This is the only, like one of the only things I can do well. That means you're doing the right thing, then. Yeah, and it feels fucking great. It's like, I haven't really felt no feelings like that. Like, I'll go, I done done shows in, like, damn near every state in this country, <laughs> and it has always been the same, except for one, though. <laughs> like, it has always been, yo, your shit is dope. Like, people actually feel what I'm saying yeah. and point out the fact that I'm not up there, like, lying or talking about some clan shit. Like, I mean, authenticity. You know, like, yeah, right. yeah, like, authenticity and, like, genuine emotion. And it's like, it's hard as fuck to be super honest in front of strangers in different places all the fucking time. But it affords me a level of humility yeah. and understanding it always keep me in a, and it always keeps me in a good space. Like when I'm always humble, you know, when I'm always appreciative for what I do have, you know, keeps me in a better space, space mentally. Cause I mean, yeah, I still be like getting super drunk and sniffing coke, you know? So it's like, yeah. keeps me grounded. Yeah. My family, they don't really know what the fuck I do. Like they swear I, I'm a liar. Like this nigga say he be rapping. But we don't know that shit. <laughs> so, so, so hold on. Let's, let's run back real quick. So, this is this is going to be an odd question, but uh, what's your sign? Cancer. Okay. Feelings, emotions, and all of that. Aquarius. <laughs> oh shit! My yeah. best friend was an Aquarius. <laughs> and rest in peace, Carl Coleman. Absolutely. Um, and I and I ask that because it's like, you know, like how do you process these things? How do you sort through these things and where your interests lie? Like I know for me. I like we we're air signs. We're really, you know, really spacey. We try to overthink things. We over fucking think everything. And I joke about like what I do on a podcast. I'm very honest about what I do. And that's what I think I owe anybody. Honesty, authenticity. So, you know, when someone asks, I guess, so what do you do? While at the same time, I think that I treat what I do like an artist. I've done a lot of different artistic shit. I've painted, I've, fucking rapped i've fucking done podcasts i've done film a lot of different fucking shit right and at the same time i look at it as yeah i just do a goofy podcast i'm able to have like that balance in there because i know who i am and i know what i do and when people would tell me to describe it like outside of just being a goofy podcast i was like i critically analyze the vague news on the internet the (laughs) the the weird crime stories pop culture entertainment we got enough whack shit out there and i'm not qualified to talk about politics i'm not qualified to talk about these things right opinion doesn't mean it's right but i can sit there and talk (laughs) about someone having their dick bitten off (laughs) and that that's what i do and i think once you're able to level with yourself then that's all that comes out there because kind of the same thing, but to a much smaller degree, but kind of the same thing you're touching about, touching on when, you know, people say, yo, your shit's dope. He say, yo. I love those shit. was great, nigga. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, funny as hell, nigga. I like, I want to be somebody. Yeah. I want to make something out of nothing and, you know, create something that's like fucking appreciated. Absolutely. Which probably goes back to like, you know, me not feeling appreciated a lot throughout life and shit, you know, like especially when I was like younger. Cause I always lived like between like three places, like my mother, my grandmother, and my aunt. Mm-hmm. And living in all those places with all those other people that lived in those places, I never felt like any of these places was my fucking home. Like mm-hmm. grandmas, fucking aunts, like no matter how good it was when I was staying at any of these people's houses, it was never mine, you know. Right. And like this feeling is mine. Like like I I that, make yeah. this shit, I own this shit, which is probably why I. Produce myself because yeah. something for myself, you know. Do, 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 other people can get some type of joy out of when you're doing your thing, right? And let's say you collaborate with anyone, and who 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 would you say your favorite, or how often do you collaborate with folks? I rarely collaborate. Like I have collaborated with people that I'm like genuinely friends with. Like mm-hmm. I don't really collaborate with nobody that's not like that I don't fuck with. So like uh, Josephine Olivia. Yeah. Um, Sam Hearn from uh, Future Islands, mm-hmm. uh, Drew Scott from uh, Black Sage with Josephine Olivia, and now he's got another group, Pale Spring, mm-hmm. and then he's doing his own solo project. So I collaborate with my homie Drew, uh, Emily from Emily and Drew, uh, Josephine. Who else? I already said that shit. <laughs> um, I never collaborated with fucking Easy Jackson, even though even though we are good friends. <laughs> like, Let's make it happen. So it's like. 
me and Easy's thing is we know where each other at, and we are totally comfortable being there and doing like shows and shit together uh-huh. is dope. But we have never collaborated together. I think we need to collaborate together, and I think Wendell Patrick need to do the beat. Twenty twenty. He's got some dope ass fucking beats. But well, yeah, then my homeboy Alex Zoo. Yeah, I collaborate with him. He he does uh damn near any fucking instrument. <laughs> and he's also got a group out. What's the name of the group? Shit, can you edit that part no, out? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's all good. What the name of the group is. It, Toka. Shit. There you go. See, see, this is what we're doing, man. <laughs> so the reason I asked about the collaboration thing, like, my thing is, I, I, you know that old thing people used to say to you, if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life? That yeah. Old thing. I try to extend that to, this is something I love doing. You know, I like to bring it to people that, you know, and, and not use them or anything along those lines, but <clears> like, hey, man, you like doing this. Maybe put a mic in front of you, motherfucker. Let's, let's do it. Right. And, you know, oftentimes when you say, look, yo, this is the vision, and giving them an idea of exactly what it is, and when you see that they're not really committed to it, but they want to be a part of it, and then you get looked at crazy because you have a, a really defined idea of what you're doing. Right. And that's the thing that I always find really odd. Um, but let's let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, yeah, to say that I only yeah. collaborated with like a fucking handful of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would not be considered a big collaborator. I've only had two <laughs> albums. Mm-hmm. Out of those two albums I've had, maybe one or two <laughs> collaborations. I just thought about this saying it out loud. Like, yeah, collaborate. Shit. No, I don't. I look like a selfish bastard. <laughs> Artwork by 83 Cutlass. Written by 83 Cutlass. <laughs> Score by 83 Right, like, everything. Like, that shit look like if you're a fucking asshole. Like, I, mean, I don't want to be that type of asshole. Like, the people like, oh, God, this motherfucker. I shy away from it. Like, the main show that I do, it has my name in the title. And I was like, right. <laughs> can we just call it MTR? Robcast sounds wild <laughs> wash, nigga. I was like, uh, mm. <laughs> that shit made me like a fake ass Kanye West and shit try yeah. to do everything myself like but it's hard to work with other people especially when everybody feel like they should get paid a million dollars up front type shit it's just like alright you blowing my whole shit with this like yeah. you sending me fucking 1099s nigga you Yo. ain't got shit don't be sending me no goddamn 1099 I mean, off this dumb ass shit my man's that uh, at that same prestigious un- university he had me doing something for the uh, multicultural association teaching yeah. them how to do uh basically doing a course on podcasting and um i put together a manual the whole thing and i realized i was like all right i feel like i should be getting paid for this and he said yeah you should get paid for this and i was just like <laughs> okay you should so and I, I was looking at it for the experience and i like podcasting and right i was like all right cool i was like i am definitely saying i've taught podcasting at this university like a motherfucker <laughs> like, fuck that it's like yo let me take some pictures around here and put it on my facebook yeah. case the job hit the facebook you know they're gonna see me and i got a couple of ducats out of it and shit and it was one of those things where I was like, I want this to be more than a one-time deal because, you know, I, I like to look at it like, you know, everybody that does some shit, if they've done it for a while, you've learned you've learned from mistakes and you've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, definitely. I didn't fuck this shit up in one goddamn touch. All right, so, there we go. Going, going back to music a little bit because you, you, right. you touched on like soul music. Yeah, you got to right? bring me back because I, I go off like a goddamn no, politician like good. you tell me it's the targets right here i'm everywhere else around it's the question all good. it's all good i um, hit that obama shit on niggas you know what i say niggas say something like uh, hey so i heard you was wearing red pants <laughs> i say you know it's interesting and go somewhere <laughs> totally different on their ass gotcha nigga uh-huh. um so what other genres or artists like you touched on soul any specific artists that you know, you're like, okay, I fucks with what he does, or fuck with oh what he does. Oh my god! Like in local shit, or just, or just in general. general. Just oh, general. in general, I'm fucking with this. This needs to be fucking said because people don't know this shit a lot, and it really okay. It's it's fucking fucked up. About to drop so, phone. local people, national people, <coughs> you need to listen to this fucking artist, right? This motherfucker is a national treasure, international megastar. One of the last living soul legends, uh-huh. New Orleans' own Irma Thomas. I swear to God. I listen to her shit. Uh-huh. You need to listen to Yes, I'm Going to Cry till my tears run down. Uh-huh. The shit that make you want to cry, drink all the liquor, party, everything. You know, it's Aquarius that don't have emotions, man. All he- <laughs> Yeah, my homeboy didn't leave it. He killed quite a few people. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of them with a knife. You know that's in my lane. That's a hard. That's a hard kill. That's a, that's in my lane. I, I remember I was talking with one of my, my one of my boys, and 
I was doing something that was quasi illegal at the time, yeah. and uh, he owed me some money for this illegal activity. And I had like some like Japanese blade in my hand. I was cutting the apple. Damn. And he was like, "That's really fucking With the Japanese right blade." And I just shit. Like this, like, yeah, someone will get that money for you, my nigga. He was just like, "That shit looks menacing." Like, bro, <laughs> why you asked me with the knife though? <laughs> it was it was great. This <laughs> guy, I never got the money so fast in my life. He's like, man, it's only twenty. I was like, it's already 20, in your nigga. account, man. I, I fucking cash app didn't I exist at the time. Shit out you, man. Already in the future. But yeah, but yeah. Um, as far as like, but music, yeah, like Irma Thomas, yeah. I fuck with real heavy. Wendy Renee, I fuck with real heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, this new dude that I'm getting into, Gita Davis. Um, mm-hmm. all of these is like older soul people, so they not on SoundCloud. Everybody, um, Spotify it is. <laughs> some of the, what is the other shit? As far as like, uh, like the. Older shit, I still fuck with the Staples Singers gospel album. They had this old-ass gospel album. The shit will make you fucking cry like a motherfucker. Some, for some reason, music to make a nigga cry is what I like to... You know, shit to make you drink some of that Crown Royale. (laughs) You know, you pour up that purple bag real nice and... You know, you just let the tears fall, you know, as you somber at the moon with with a turtleneck made out of baby goat hair. I was going to treat it like or pose and shit when a fucking... Uh, was it Evangelina fucking Ele- Electro she was just like I'm gonna need some Remy Martin <laughs> <laughs> some Remy Martin damn like, that's smooth yo. right there. that's that Cavassier <laughs> talk yeah. but yeah I fuck with them um, as far as like hip hop shit goes yeah. it's not too much hip hop shit I listen to I try to listen to some of the shit but then they just talk about killing niggas so much I just be like yo what yo, the fuck is this I like did, all that shit, shit is like advertisement you. and fucking clan raps and shit I looked at that shit last year. Like, you, you know when Spotify, they send you that. This is what you listened to last year. Yeah, And yeah. I was going through the playlist. I was like, yo, it's a lot of, like, 80s. There's some punk in here. There's a fair amount of jazz. I was like, I am looking for rap, and I'm not seeing it. I, f- I, I haven't listened to you. any rap. I can't, I can't listen to that shit. Like, people act like they're not influenced by music, but that's a fucking lie. Yeah. Nigga turn a club music on in the car. Motherfuckers start driving faster. Like, this shit yep. directly affects motherfuckers instantaneously. But... I try to listen to rap, like some of the rap shit I listen to, but I'm just like, damn, like, I kind of like that song, but then that's all you rap about, so now I'm not even comfortable listening to that song, because I know that you are like a fucking idiot at the end of the day. Scam rap? Yeah. What's that? Just fucking fucking scamming niggas like credit cards and shit, dog web shit. I I've been listening to some wild shit recently. Damn, <laughs> like niggas giving a method of how to scam people. <laughs> oh like, shit, that's like a amazing. little secret code in the rap and shit. Yeah, and it, these niggas are like teenagers. I was like, this is catchy, and this is disposable. That's the way I look at it. It's super disposable. But what I've been on like recently is something that's like I, I really value and appreciate musicianship. Right. So one of my favorite artists is like Tori Y. And when his album came out, like last year, it came out like on my birthday. So I was in New Orleans for my birthday, yeah. and that shit just hit the hit the uh, Spotify. And I was like, "Yeah, nigga, I'm gonna fuck this gym shit up, nigga." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, you kind of changed it." Because I saw him live when he kind of debuted some of the tracks before the album came out. I was like, yeah. "All right, nigga, you remastered that one's a little different, my nigga. Tighten up next time." What kind of music he played? Um, he was initially like chill wave and shit. Now it's kind of like chill wave. I heard of this, but I never knew what like, it was. Uh, you've you definitely. Like, I think, like, f- some stuff for Future Islands was listed in that. It's that like whole Chill genre. Wave. Okay. Yeah. But, like, him, like, Neon Indian, uh, fucking, um, I'll, I'll, I'll put you on because it's, it's like shit that I'm, like, like, kind of into or what have you. It's like, but he's a multi instrumentalist. So okay. he plays, like, maybe five instruments and shit. Oh, damn. And, like, I fucks with it. Um, another dude who actually I share a birthday with, uh, dude from, fuck is the name of the, uh, the group, Tame Impala. Uh, he has this song like I feel like I'm always going backwards. Damn, I never heard this. I gotta check this fired. out. For real? He's Australian dude or what have you? And I thought it was a group. It's actually just him, <laughs> but he plays all of these different instruments. Um, I've been on like some jazz, some classical music. I've been listening to a lot of like Mozart recently. Damn. Uh, I was listening. To, um, I really like Charles Mangus. Um, as far as jazz goes, big ass double basses dude. He was a composer. He did a full fucking. Um, it's called uh, Black Saint in the Center Lady. It's a dope record. That really? is, it's basically like he did a the score for ballet, but as a record. So it's just like four tracks on there, and they're super long, and it's to accompany a ballet. It's oh, damn. Fire. So it's like some real, like, 
spacious Son. type of like well thought out yes. chess game music. And then he's a he, his story. He's a wild nigga and shit. He's like my size, but he played the double bass and he was like, "Don't fuck that note up." And he's like, "Type nigga, pull a gun out on the stage." Damn. And I was like, "Okay, we need to do this Charles Mingus biopic. Damn, <laughs> I'll find be a way." Fucking dope. But yeah, um, because I think. I think ultimately with it, like you touched on like like clan rap and this this notion of like like white supremacy that we perpetuate. perpetuate. Yeah, like you don't see Jewish people <laughs> listening to Nazi rap tomorrow. Not, not Damn, no. you heard how he gonna put me in the concentration camp. Yeah. Nigga, he say he gonna suplex me into that bitch with Nigga, a swastika. <laughs> Go chain on, right. Yo. You don't never see Nazis and Yo. shit. You know what I'm saying? Jewish people rocking a swastika chain yeah. like, nah, nigga, we rebranding <laughs> we it. Reclaim that shit. Yeah, that shit look dumb as a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, nigga, is you stupid? But we won't even see how stupid we is as so, niggas. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that goes along with this notion, right? So, you know, because I overthink everything, I start seeing the strings, right? And you start looking at, like, how social media works, how we communicate and all of that stuff. Rap is just right. an extension of it. It's used as an extension of communication, I think. Right. So And advertisement, because that's so what it does well. If they're pushing that, right, and they're not pushing someone that might be different, like like you or just anybody that might be doing something that's left of what is the appropriate or approved upon right. fucking music, then it's just like, why aren't you pushing that? Or... They have a certain message that they're going to push for that week, that month, or whatever. Right, because you could push anything. I mean, mm -hmm. if we can buy fucking any type of rap music, you can push any type of rap. It's a reason why only certain rap is pushed. Mm -hmm. It makes sense for certain people, like, you know. And that's just how it is. <coughs> Unless, you know, you just straight come up and do and be straight dedicated. But I, I just don't got... I wish I had this fucking time. Like, I got a 16-year-old daughter living in Baltimore City. That is... A fucking full time and job and a hat. Yes. And I got a 14 year old son and a four year old son. So try and raise two <sighs> black males in this city and a black female. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is fucking hard. Like, I don't see how my girlfriend stick around. Like, because it's not my girlfriend's kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, my fiance, it's not her kids. And, like, it's a lot raising fucking kids and then trying to be like a fucking local rapper, too. It's like, you gotta weigh that shit out. The shit the niggas be rapping about these days, man, I don't even be wanting to tell people I rap. It's people at my yeah. job, bro, nobody at my job knows I rap, and I do not tell no. They be talking about they going to the studio or whatever. Man, I be sitting there like, oh, yeah? That's cool. That's what's up. All right, man, I'll see you tomorrow. I don't tell nobody that shit. Like, I keep that shit super vague. Like, I hit this person up earlier before. He's like, yo, what's the move tonight? I was like, yo, I'm going to hit to the studio after I'm done. We can figure out some moves. And he's just like, what, you rapping? I was <laughs> like, like, son, you on that rap? My like, nigga, wake nah. up. Don't do it, nigga. Don't like, do it, nigga. Not at all. Not at all How much nigga. they charging you, nigga? Right. And 60 an hour. Oh, nigga, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, nigga. And it's, and it's not even like that shit. I remember at one point, uh, me and one of my boys, we, we got fucking zooted. And like... When I would write, it would be some of the corniest fucking punchlines and shit, but not like corny, like it's wack, but it's just like, all right, nigga, you watch a lot of wrestling. And it was just some, I had like this line about like Bam Bam Bigelow and shit, and it was amazing. It was just like, you know, fat chick, head fire, black attire, Bam Bam Bigelow. And I moved it to this old head and shit, and he was uh, in the Uber, and he put on his track, and he's like, you know I'm still on that line, right? I was like, yo, easy, B. Don't take my shit. At least say, yo, shout to Rob or something. You know something. It's got to be called the Rob Mix or something. You yeah. got, you know, at least you know. Tag me podcast. Yeah, we got to do something. It's a collaborative effort. You can't Absolutely. just steal. We, we together. This for life, nigga. Don't take my shit, nigga. Hell yeah. So, so coffee. You know a lot about coffee, because right? I don't want to spend a whole episode oh talking about God. rap music. Yo. Hell yeah. I wish I would have never gotten to that shit, but like, but that's you know how I eat. You know what you're doing, though, man. That's, that's how I eat, so it's like. You know, it's fucking hilarious though. Like you when go they say places, it's a, a grind. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> yeah, Lord Pun. They used to call me Big Punisher. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of puns. <laughs> he said they used to call me Big Punisher. <laughs> but yeah, the coffee shit. Oh man, it's like I'm glad I'm fucking eating. I'm eating more than I ever ate off of coffee money. So like. I'm real fucking glad coffee got me buying my fucking Gore-Tex yeah, version. I see you. I see y'all here. You know what I'm saying. Just copped a thousand dollar jacket, but only got it for three hundred. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like man. I'm fucking taking care of my fucking kids off this shit, fucking paying rent like a real human being, and not living in my grandmother's basement and shit. I ain't ate off of a fucking napkin, nigga. 
in like three years, nigga. It's like it's like you're. Something. I don't shit in the dark no more. I could turn the light on in this motherfucker. It's like you're eating off of something from South America that's not cocaine, right? <laughs> I used to be man in my grandmother's house with shit on napkins. Nigga got a piece Yo. of chicken on a napkin, just walking through the house like, hope don't nobody catch me that eating shit they is chicken. Too real though, bro. I ain't ate off a napkin. I eat off of. I don't eat it, man. Ain't a styrofoam plate in my house right now, bro. Ah. I don't. I don't know what that shit even looked like. What's I that? tripped over that shit yesterday in the supermarket. I was like, what is that? It was like paper plates on. I'm like, get that bullshit out of here. It's like, yeah, we live in different lives, nigga. <laughs> yeah. I ain't ate at Mickey D's in thousands of years Yo, and shit. Mickey but D's like, ruin your the coffee is, is really keeping a nigga afloat right now. You know, fixing the machines because I, I didn't work in coffee shops and that shit yeah. was sometimes fun, sometimes crazy as shit. But all in all, that shit was a waste of time for a nigga like me because I, I could figure the shit from the people that I was working in coffee shops with. Bruh. No bullshit. I worked in a coffee shop one time uh-huh. at Johns Hopkins University. Yeah. The girl I worked with, coolest motherfucker in the world, right? Yeah. Shout out to V.O. Perot. Yeah. Her fucking mother owned Elle magazine. Excuse me? <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah. like I, I'm i trying to pay bills. Like, why you here? And she, yeah. This is life experience And then I realized you? coffee shops is for people who... Could be there or could be somewhere else. Because if that's the only job you got, bro, it's hard as fuck Yo. to like live off of working at a coffee See, shop. That's I'm a coffee like snob. A TV show. I'm a coffee snob. And I take an inventory of who's at these places. Right. It's like, yo, I see a lot of different artsy types, but it's like... You motherfuckers ain't lifers here. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm, that ain't the only thing. They only source of income. Yeah. Like they do that shit when somebody paying the bills for them and they just need some pocket money. Absolutely. Me sitting in there like that shit was dumb as fuck. Like it's like I didn't work at all of them from the exclusive shit up John yeah. Hopkins to Red Emmas. That shit yeah. was crazier than a motherfucker when it was on North yeah. Avenue. Yeah, man, it's that shit was now, right? wild yeah. as shit. That shit was arcade then too. Well, I mean. That shit, because video game life I mean, was in that motherfucker. I'm, I'm a snob, though. Like, we, I went to this spot last weekend, and me and my brother went there. And I, my brother can't really do coffee, so he'll go there with me because he likes the experience. He likes the communal thing. Right. And he's like, yo, I'm going to get that hot chocolate. I was like, all right, my nigga. <laughs> and, they, and they use, like, the, what is it, the, the gingy um, chocolate and shit? So it's the like that really joint. quality shit. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, yo, this is fire, nigga. So the, the barista that was there, he was like, maybe, I, I don't know if he was gay. He's somewhere on the spectrum or what have you of the colors and all of that. And he had like the wild, like acrylic full setting. Right. And they right. were all Chanel joints. I was like, yo, why his nails better than everybody else's in here and shit? Damn. And the only reason we noticed, because them bitches was long. Gleaming and they shining and too. He's like, here's uh, your coffee. And I'm like, my like, nigga. <laughs> like, damn. On a disco ball hand? Right. And brother's like, yo. I was like, I know what you're going to say. Fuck what you're about to say. He said, like, I'm just saying, yo, I know this coffee is going to be, I mean, this, this hot chocolate is going to be fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this nigga yeah. worked on that shit. The presentation. It was like, <laughs> right. I know this shit going to be dope. But it's it's just different types that different types of people that pop up in those places and I yeah think, I think it's like at least from a black perspective right like sometimes it feels like you niggas don't drink this you you niggas drink this right and the shit is racist as fuck like mm-hmm. I look at all of the top shit it's all fucking white people mm-hmm. like what like I mean all except for uh, Chris up yeah, the yeah, street as sophomore there's yeah. no other black people in the forefront and to me. After, like, building these machines and going in so many places and they can't believe that my black ass is the person here to mm-hmm. fix their high-quality Italian fucking machine. Yeah. And the way they look at you, and it's like, only thing they want niggas for is the same thing they always want niggas for, at the plantation picking. Yeah. Because that's where the col- people of color yeah. are really embedded in the coffee industry mm-hmm. is on the bottom fucking floor. Yeah. Getting a dollar a fucking day, if that. And they tell us some fair trade... You can buy them stamps like a motherfucker. They'd be like, uh, bro, you want coffee regular? You want coffee uh, fair trade? $20 yeah. more for this stamp. Like, that, you know, everything bought and sold. I used, I used to work at a huge um, downtown. I used to work at one of these big, um, like, philanthropic fucking, like, organizations. Right. And they just had sacks of fair trade coffee. Right. And they would talk about you know, just their involvement in these different places, right? And again, being an overthinker, I'm looking at all of the marketing. I was like, yo, I don't see no white people in any of these pictures. And I remember, you know, they started isolating me. Oh, this nigga talked too much. And I started uh-huh. getting weird, what we used to call like on email, like nasty grams and shit. It's like, Damn. Yo, why are these people coming at me and shit? And I remember I was just like, look, this nigga here, this nigga here ain't gonna not talk. So we had this meeting with the new people that um, were coming in like for this diversity initiative. Right. And I was like, yo, I know what I look like. 
and I know where we're located. And certain things started coming out. I was like, oh, let's play this. So <laughs> see how this goes. Yeah, we were listening to people talk about like, yeah, we have like involvement in these different um, countries in Africa, what have you. But right. some of our representatives are from like Wisconsin. Right. It's like, huh, it's not a bit tone deaf. I'm just sitting there being a fucking troll. And the, the, the chick that was causing me all of the static and shit, she was there for her own reason. She was feeling like she was marginalized. She was lesbian and shit like that. Right. And I'm like, that's cool, but you're still a bitch because you're trying to get me because you're still trying to use that white woman leverage. Right. And you're trying to get me out of here. And I remember I talked to the person that was running everything. She was kind of, she was new, you know, black lady. And she was like, can you just give me the real dope on what your experience has been? I was like, I'm a six foot four, 300 pound black man with a beard. I get weird looks all the fucking time. Everywhere I go. And I was like, I can't change what I look like. And I was like, and they can't change their biases, or at least they're not willing to. And exactly. I just kept it moving. Exactly. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, man, the coffee shit, like, certain coffees I like, certain coffees I don't. But I'm just so in in awe by how this supposed new thing is <laughs> is really just the old thing mm-hmm. remixed. It's like, all right, your great 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 grandfather put niggas in chains and it may now, have been sugar at one point. Yeah, it go from one uh, fucking natural resource commodity to mm-hmm. another one and shit. And it's like they think they're doing something so new. Like they spend more on the fucking design of the bag than mm-hmm. they do paying the people who pick the fucking cherries. And that's and that's the thing. Like you know, for for one, a lot of people don't even know fucking cherries. But yeah, two. You know, it's this, like, I, when I talk about, like, when I look at racism, it's like, my, one of my, my, my best friend's a white dude, what have you, and we do the Robcast show together, and whenever he says something that just comes off, like, you don't mean that, but let's dig into it. Right. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, you can't talk about homeless people. It's like certain things as a white man you can't talk about. And he's just like, well, what do you mean? I'm marginalized. It's like, you're not. Uh, oh, like, God. Based on the way you kind of fit in this universe. Not you as an individual, what you represent. Exactly. And he's just, he sometimes just has trouble getting it. And then he he knows that's the lane I'm taking. Right. He's like, shit, I'm dumb, Rob. And I was like, you know. but <laughs> I mean, my best friend's a white female, my fiance. And we talk about this shit all the time, you know. And it's like certain shit people don't understand. Like me and, me and my fiance she tries her best, but it's, she she can't. Like mm. even though she's from a white hood, she understands. She, yeah. you know, she's There's not a like a, a Johns get. Hopkins yeah. white girl that's just like, let's just go to Connecticut and calm down. Oh like it's not like that. Let's go to Connecticut. She's from the fucking like white hoods of Baltimore. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so many of them and shit. Unlike a lot, because I've been everywhere. Yeah. Almost every state in this country. I ain't never seen no shit like Southwest Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Southwest like, Baltimore is It's a different dicey. vibe. It's a different vibe down there. But like we talk about all the time and then like I'm trying to hip her to something and she, it took her like a month to grasp this shit because mm-hmm. I was like, you being a white female, you know, will never understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you being a male would never understand. I'm like, that's all rightfully so, but you have a super ability that you don't understand. <laughs> and she was like, "Like, what's that? And I'm like, not only do you have white privilege, mm-hmm. you have the ability as a white woman, and only white women have mm-hmm. this ability, mm-hmm. to morph into a minority mm-hmm. whenever necessary. But when it benefits you, you can get school loans and shit, mm-hmm. business loans, because you are a white person. But then you can get the same, more business loans and school loans for being a minority, like no other minority can turn into white privilege, but uh-huh. a white woman, even a white man, he had to hang niggas from trees uh-huh. and and all of that shit. But white women got niggas killed for fucking them. Here, but here's the, you know, here's, so it's like I try to break that. that down to her. She just doesn't understand. Here's the thing that goes along with that. It's it's a trick. So like, you know. Because I always joke that men are stupid and we're 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 dumb, but I think everybody's dumb. Uh, I think if you're insensitive to what everyone is dealing with, you're the dumbest motherfucker possible. You know what I mean? Right. And I think what happens is if if your position is accurate, right? Let's say if someone's touting out, you know, I'm marginalized, like you know the the the, the white woman narrative, if you will. You know, I'm marginalized. I don't have this. I'm a I'm just a minority, just like you. It's like oh good, but, but you're not. And you know the fact that I know my standing. You know, I walk by a police officer, I might, I could die, you know what I mean? That's the thing, yeah. And and the thing that I kind of put out there, I was like, you know, and talking with just different ones that I know, I was like, the fact that you have to have other women, especially women of color, to try to help reinforce this narrative that it's all women. Nah, you mean you first, though. 
Oh yeah, like, of course. You talk about like equal pay and all of that different shit. <laughs> it's it's not equal, and I get that. But and, and and it's not right either. But it's always when that conversation happens, it's usually someone that doesn't look like me or you that's at the forefront, and they want to be reinforced and almost in a pyramid sort of way with people that look like us. Right. Them first. And the thing is, the part that makes me so fucking upset, well, not upset, it reinforces that people are just fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, I be tripping because I tell my girl that's like, white women fighting for all of this stuff is crazy to me because the white man is first and the white woman second. It's like silver and gold fighting over the metal. Like, oh, but about what about the, the rest the of the, yeah? What about the rest of the fucking people that don't got literally nothing? And they like, I'm tired of being second best. Like, bro, you got the second best white privilege in the fucking world, and you got a fucking superpower. Like, it's like when you use the girl on Tekken, she got more agility, <laughs> she could do more Yo. shit, but still fuck you up like the man, but yep. got some extra shit that the dude don't, and the dude got something extra that she don't. It's like this extra superpower to be a minority and to have white privilege. Yep. And it's like to fight for more rights is kind of selfish to me. Like, 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 what more do you, you, you second to number one <laughs> and you mad as fuck that you what, not number one? Then, so what if you did get there? Wouldn't you be just as bad as the white dude be, you hate? But don't want to be number one because they don't want to be hated. And, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I always make that comparison. Like, I think if you're looking at it in a very binary sort of way, right? Black men, black women, white men, white women. Uh, to your point, you're right. White men are first in, in, in as far as their plight here. Then white women, then black men. Black women are at the basement. They're at the, the fucking, they're yeah. the fucking Orioles Bruh. of life, the last couple of years. Bruh, and the fucked up part, they use black women so much to fuck black men over. Mm-hmm. It just creates a whole nother world of fuckery because that shit hurts like when... You, you know, mm-hmm. black women fuck you over. Like, my baby mother broke in my fucking house and attacked me, talking, banging me in the fucking face, talking about hit me, bitch, so the police can kill you. On my son's 13th birthday. That's insane. On my son's 13th birthday, like, talking about hit me, bitch, so the police can kill you. That's I'm insane. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, and if it was another race of person trying to do that shit, it wouldn't feel better. But I would know that other races of people will get black people locked up so I could understand slightly. But it, I knew this person will one day do this to me. But for a black person to do that to a bl- another black person, it's like, you know how much this fucks me over. Like, And it's an eternal almost like like hatred. In, in yeah, the- and it shouldn't be like, it's, it's, it's crazy how like your own people turn on you, people that don't look like you turn on you, like. Every day I drive out of state, I don't be in like no super metropolitan areas. I could be anywhere from yeah. Allentown, Pennsylvania to the <laughs> Eastern Shore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like every fucking day I could die. And it's like, damn, the person I done had the kids by that got me out here risking my life because I only risk my life and my kids. Fuck me. <laughs> I'd be cool on the corner with like a little bit of Seagram's gin and a couple of cigarettes. But that's wow. just me. But I got to be a, <laughs> a regular nigga for the kids. And I'm risking my life for them the whole time. They mama after me. The police after me. Yep. Racist white motherfuckers driving around with hunting rifles and shit on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. They after. It's just like, God damn. Like, I, I have. Bro, a nigga broke in my house, right? Mm-hmm. First time in my fucking life, it was my fault for having a glass back door, I must say. Nigga broke in my house and stole my keys to my work truck, took nothing else. A TV was in a box next to the TV. It was two North Face jackets on the door yeah. next to a laptop. Yeah. And the nigga takes my work truck with over $20,000 worth of parts in it. Yeah. Like, I just don't know what the fuck's going to happen next. It's just like, yo, shit coming at me from all fucking angles. That's, like, That's how it is, man. Oh, my God. It just make a nigga just be like, what is the point of all of these shenanigans and malarkey? Cause, cause here, <laughs> malarkey. Cause here, here's here's one of the things, and we're gonna wrap Put up this shit bit. on silent. Because uh, one of the things that I run into, we want to talk about Baltimore a little bit, and then uh, we're gonna do our final thoughts and all of that good shit. Got you. Um, so like, you know, it's it's just like a weird mentality with certain individuals, right? Like, people get conditioned to this is what success is, this is what value is, and so on, and they try to attach your value of what you do, what you make, where you where you where you live in, what you drive, and all of that shit, and. <laughs> I mean, if I was out there single, living a life and shit, I would have so many chicks 
that I would talk to. And it's like, oh, what you ain't got the you ain't got the Whippington? I was like, nah. Like What's the Whippington? Like like you don't have a car, you don't have this, you don't oh, have that. Oh shit. And I was like, you live with your parents. Like, what are you talking about? Or even a similar situation now, like I'm a homeowner and shit. I've owned a house for three years. And Man, that's the real move, right? You there. know, that's the life I'm living and shit. And my job is a ten minute walk from my house, so a car is not necessity for me right now at all. Like, and you'll still have people like, "Yo, you're a bum ass nigga." I was like, "I'm a bum ass nigga that owns a house, right?" And I see you get that slip on your door for work. <laughs> like, like, I still stroll in whenever I want to. Like, right? Eh, like, just nigga, I wake up 15 minutes before work. Have you yeah. ever done that? I might brush my teeth. I don't right? Know. Like, like, I got a toothbrush at the job because it's down the street. You got to be prepared. You gotta I be prepared. feel you. It's like, yo, they got showers upstairs in the gym. It's all good. True. Uh-huh. I, I finesse that money. shit. I finesse that Especially shit. Especially that water bill shit coming uh-huh. every month now. It's like, uh. I might be burning myself. I've not gotten a water bill at all. <laughs> Damn, that's what's up. <laughs> and then the water bill's coming. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck. Get him. <laughs> shit, Jack Young, no. <laughs> he wet right now. So, Baltimore. Let's talk about Baltimore a little bit. Um, yeah, definitely. Because like the, the focus is we're, we're talking real, but also we want to we want to kind of put a little positive juice on the city because, I mean, True. I, I invested. I get too angry and, and negative sometimes, I, mean, I must say. Oh, cancer. But <laughs> it's so hard not to with all these clan rapping monkeys out here. Yep. I'm talking to you, you clan rapping monkey motherfuckers. Put the bananas down, nigga. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Put it down, nigga. <laughs> this is Hotep Radio. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like, outside of, because I always hear, like, I, I remember I had, I got desensitized at one point. Um, I was doing, I did radio and actually, and actually, um, you're gonna like this, I think. I caught like I was doing some radio, and I had a, I had a, like a gorilla style interview with Catherine Pugh and shit. Oh shit! <laughs> and I was just like, I was trying to get her on record saying that she was gonna support us financially. Damn! And she was just like, nah. <laughs> she said, cut that. And you I guys like, are great. Yeah, literally. Just like putting a middle finger up yes, at you and shit. Yes. Like, what the fuck wrong with this some, nigga? I said something to Mike. I was like, I feel like my property taxes are about to go up. Oh shit. Yo, I, I said some wild shit. Did you get her to say anything angry? No. She 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 knows what she was doing. Because she got that hood ass voice. I know it'd be funny she's like, get me out of here with she, these niggas. She was thick as I don't want to be with these niggas. She was thick as shit though. Catherine Pugh? Yo. For real? She had the wild geeks. Damn. <laughs> I, I just remember my man's was like, damn, what the fuck? Where did that come she from? had the little ratatouille face and Yo. shit. I ain't no she like she needs some cheese. She had that wild, healthy holly ass. Well, that bitch shit. did go down for cheese. Yeah, yeah. she was trying to get that bread. Uh-huh. So, in it, like during that day, I interviewed a lot of rap niggas. Yeah, and it was a lot of motherfuckers that was saying the same shit. And and, and, and not necessarily the the clan rap thing because I refused to listen to any of that rap because I was like, look, if your shit's whack, I'm gonna tell you. Right. I don't give a. This is like West Baltimore too. I was like, I do not care. I'm from West Baltimore. You don't intimidate me. Right. Like and. I, I, it was just like, yeah, man. I was like, so what makes you different from every other rapper? You know, my pain, my struggle. I was like, fuck this nigga. I hate this nigga. But it was kind of like a revolving door of that same message. How would you describe Baltimore for you? Like Baltimore for me? Yeah, like what is Baltimore for you? You touched on a few things All that right. you said are like a little I dicey. I just started getting outside of Baltimore in my later years, like mm-hmm. last five years, ten years or some shit. Yeah. Before that, I thought every fucking place was like this. Okay. My cousins from D.C. used to be like, hey, young, say dog. And I say Doug. Fuck. And they start laughing. And I couldn't even understand it for like the first few weeks. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Then yeah. I realized I said it different. Like, that's how much I thought Baltimore was just the world. Uh-huh. Like, I thought everywhere was fucking like this and shit. <laughs> then I like started doing graffiti. So like Baltimore for me has been, honestly, I mean, a lot of ups and downs. But like, it's getting better, kind of, mm-hmm. in ways that it wasn't before. I remember you standing on a fucking bus stop to the next <laughs> morning and shit. Like, you just be out there like, does the bus still run right Yo. here? Nah, not on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Friday morning. Like, god damn. Fuck. But now you can get places. It's more shit, I guess, to do. I stay in a house mostly and shit. Because, yeah. like, niggas is crazy than a motherfucker out here these days. It, all these carjackings and robberies yeah. and shit and all these senseless crimes. Like, come on with this La Favela shit, man. They get on my goddamn nerves with this. I don't know who the fuck running this shit, but I would honestly, I'm not, I've, I've been in Baltimore so fucking long, and I went to fucking Lake Clifton. Yep. I went to fucking Hartford Heights on North Avenue right behind the social service <gasps> building. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I went to walk to P. Carter. I went to Winston Middle School. Winston? Northern okay. High School yeah. for three days. Lake Clifton for the rest. I lived My brother in went to Northern. <laughs> so much of like Northeast Baltimore, yeah. East Baltimore, lived over West for a while. Like I didn't see like most of this shit 
and I damn near died. Just to be a regular fucking person. Yeah. So I don't really like Baltimore that much. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. I would like to go somewhere else. I would like to see some other shit. I would like to take so many fucking people from Baltimore with me to somewhere else. Yeah. Like, I want niggas to see the fucking redwood trees in Washington State. Like, when people talk about how much they be loving Baltimore, that's cool. If they from here, cool. If people who just come here and they mm-hmm. all in love with it, it's just a little infatuation and novelty. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you see how segregated this shit is? You see how fucked up these schools is? You see how dangerous it is to actually walk down the fucking street these yeah. days? Like, you see all of that shit, and it's like, if you can put all that aside for some crabs and some natty boat, you are a fucking psycho. <laughs> you are fucking crazy. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I, I, I agree on what you're saying. All these girls missing and shit? Like, yo, bro. I, I agree with what you're saying. When, when it comes to, like, perspective, that's I think ultimately that's what it is. I like, think I'm a pessimist more, so... <laughs> Any question? But yeah, I do want to take niggas to see the redwood trees. Niggas need to see that my, shit. My, my thing is this. Like, I, I'm i from here. I've uh, always been here. Um, I've seen some shit. Right. But for the most part, it's just like, yo, I don't think it's different. I don't think it's different from any other fucking city. You know, like, when, the same energy that motherfuckers have when they talk about Baltimore, they don't yeah. have the same energy about Philadelphia. They look like the same fucking city. Yeah, but yes and no. The, the public bus system's a lot better. Well, aside from the that, the resources are a lot better. The bodegas are a lot they're, better. They're further ahead in their uh, rebranding but and their gentrification. They got some segregation up there too. Absolutely, they keep niggas in a tight circle in fucking Philadelphia. You go to like Bucks County, like yeah. right over the top of yeah, the yeah. city. Man, it's racist as a motherfucker but up I there. I think I think people. So try. yeah, I definitely feel you. Like yeah. Every place got those same components. It's just how you work in the machine in general. And that's the thing. Like, motherfuckers will choose. Like, it'll, it'll be niggas that are in wild shit. They put themselves in spots. And it's right. like, yo, it's so dangerous. Why is there so much senseless shit happening? Right. It's like, nigga, what are you doing? And Because I was like, I've been here for almost 35 years. Right. And I was but like, I've never been shot. Rob. <laughs> yeah. You're a big dude. But that also makes me a target, too. Little niggas with pistols think twice about you. Like, no, he like he could take about seven. Only got three bullets. I, I can't you, do this you tonight. Might be right about I can't. That. I can't do this tonight. Can't do it tonight, child. And, and the thing is, like, it's my we gotta find somebody we can shoot with one bullet. A skinny put, hipster. As my brother pointed out to me, as my brother, he's like, yo, your eyebrows, nigga, say you're evil. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I watch you sometimes when you're just walking and people do not fuck with you. And I had that you don't even see people moving out the way and no. shit. When I was in fucking D.C., <laughs> I was down at see, um, Hannibal Burns for this comedy show. Oh, shit. And I was with my mans. This was a couple years back. I was with my mans, and I hate when people just congregate like and take up a whole sidewalk. Yeah. So it was a bunch of niggas. I'm in a different city. I walk through these niggas. My boy walks across the street. He's just like, <laughs> yo. He's like, bro, I'm over here that? if you need me. And I, I'm going to take the scenic route, though. I just don't see it that way. But, you know, it is acknowledgement. I'm not going to be like one of these motherfuckers that don't acknowledge it. Just my experience is different. And you're right. Right. Like. My girl, she's like 5'1", five 5'2", five and she's got like big ass and shit, and she looks like fucking wild Native American or something. Right. And, uh, and she kind of sticks out. totally different than Absolutely. And, niggas, and she lives not that far from here. Niggas on the block, they say, oh, yeah, that's, um, that's your cousin. She was like, you know that's not my fucking cousin. That's my boyfriend. <laughs> and them niggas have a different energy when I'm like walking by, and I make it a point just to hang outside. Just to see, like, just what's to good, smell niggas? the air. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, what's going on? What's in? I smell pussy. What's going on, niggas? <laughs> and... It's, it's a different energy. So, yeah, you know, that's that's my inclination. And, you know, I acknowledge all of those things, but I think it's it's still the same. Like, you know, I I love New Orleans. That's my favorite city outside of here. I've never been there. I've that's been there. one of the places I've never been. I've been there three, maybe four times. And Damn. I'm thinking of relocating there. It's nice like that. Like, as far as what I'm looking for. How's the heat in the summer, though, brother? I heard. I heard some things. Like I said, my, like I said, check it. I heard some things about 6 a.m. My birthday is in 10 days. With triple-digit heats. My birthday is in 10 days. Right. I went there on my birthday two years ago. It was like 80 degrees in January, my nigga. That's scary. Now, but it wasn't like... What happened in July? I went there July the first year I was there. How was that? It was not... It wasn't bad. Damn. But when I got back here... The it was air disgusting. quality was trash. And I was like, y'all can't breathe. You could feel the difference. Yes. Damn. And I was just like, yo. Why? And it's segregated. has all of that shit down there. Right. But it's still got that people actually talk to you. It's got some people extra. People are heels. People are like dicks there. Whereas when you go to an East Coast city, there's a certain level of dickish behavior that you're encountering. Right, right. And just I think, mandatory dickish behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But down there, it's just like. There's going to be this white dude here, and he probably hates me because I'm the color of my skin, but he's going to ask me if that sweet tea good. 
that's the energy there. Got you. And I mean, you know, when we were down there, me and my girl went down there last year um, for my birthday, and I made it a point. I try to get culture every place I go. Right. And so I was like, yo, we taking Ubers everywhere. And she's like, all right, I'm down for it. We get in the Uber. Dude, first thing he say, he's just talking cash shit the whole ride. And he was just like, man, I'm glad y'all aren't here, man. The last people I had in here, guy had weird eyes and shit. They were looking in different directions. I was looking through the rear view, and this motherfucker was looking in different ways. He's and I'm everywhere. trying not to laugh. <laughs> and he has that accent with it. I was like, oh, this shit. is the best ride I've ever been on. Like, let me just hit record. Yeah, I started to. I uh, feel you. So, Damn, I never even been there. Shit, you definitely should. always wanted to go there. Definitely should go. It's my favorite southern city. It's my, my like I said, it's my favorite secondary city. Like if I were to relocate, you know, with because I like when I combat all the time. Like I have a lot of motherfuckers that I know that if I travel or if they run into someone that's out of state, yeah, and they ask, "Yo, well, where you from, man?" Because I like people tell me all the time, "You don't sound like you're from Baltimore." Right. You, you said I say dog. You know, the only thing I get caught up on is orange. I, I, it, it's hard for me to say orange. It's just like orange. It's like, what the fuck orange. are you saying, nigga? Like, and my wait, girl put me on that, that shit. Orange. She's like, what's orange? Yo. Like, fuck you. Or, or when they go even so far to be like how I say red, they be like, you don't say red. You say mm-hmm. red. But then what I tell them is, look, man, you, you speak, what is broken English? Like, yeah. no, man, English people in England speak yeah. English. Uh-huh. We all speaking some broken shit here. You're speaking some and nobody speaking English. English, English. Yeah, like, but I know yeah, a certain words. <laughs> <laughs> like I say that, wow, magnifique. But, but my man's, um, he's from like from Owens Mills, and I get real protective of my city when it comes. He's like, people ask like, "Yo, so where are you from?" He say, "I'm from Baltimore." I was like, "Where? From where?" Like, wait, even though we about to fight, y'all, me and him got to talk real quick. Cause yeah. You know damn well. And it's like, you from Owens Mills, motherfucker. There's one Mexican restaurant <laughs> out there in a Wegmans. Chill out. And, and and that's the thing. Like, you know, people, when they they talk that, that wild shit and they don't live in, in there, they like live in a county and they, yeah, man, the city is this and the city is that. And it's like, yeah, it is. But, you know, you're getting fucked over by the county, too. I mean, yeah, it's like everything got the ups and downs. That's why like, I always figure, like, where the fuck would I live? And I always go back to nothing. I go always go back to opening my door. Mm. Like, What's the I didn't been places where I'd be like, man, I want to go back to Baltimore so bad. So bad. It's places in Maryland? Yeah. Bruh. It's dicey. Western Maryland or Southern Maryland? Fuck. Oh, my God. You'd be shit. like, yo, I'd rather be in Florida. Which I do not rather ever be in I Florida. I mean, if I'm going to Florida, I'm wearing an alligator suit. Uh, <laughs> I'm suited up. It's like the movie Crawl and shit. <laughs> With an escape plan through a tunnel in a canal. Florida black man and shit. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, I that's like that's called man. Florida dead man. Son. <laughs> like, I mean, wait, right. them motherfuckers stand your ground. I mean, that whole quadrant, with the exception of like New Orleans, I'm not fucking with Alabama, Mississippi, none of that shit. I've been to Alabama one time. Mm-hmm. It was pretty dope. It was a... It was a hip hop show, Tuscaloosa, but for uh, Birmingham, okay. and for some reason, it was a sixty-something-year-old Lithuanian woman named Lucretia there. Dope. And I'm like, all right, this lady must be just drunk and wound up here. Yeah. Niggas, it was performed like, oh no, that's Lucretia. She always be around her. Yo. I was like, what? They was like, yo, bro, if it's a hip hop show, she gonna be here. Like OG Pollard and shit. Yo, I was. <laughs> she pulled up in a fucking Buick Lesabre, like a '99, '98 Buick Lesabre, playing Snoop Dogg and Dre. Yo. I was like. All right, this is the shit. Like, that's a, that's a, I was like, damn. But that's, they was, that's a, what is it? What is it? That's uh, that's fifty three Lasaber. Yeah, yo, <laughs> like how you um, <laughs> fifty three? Damn, <laughs> hell yeah. Yo, but like how you were saying, it's like that a humbleness down there. Uh-huh. It was like that. Like the dudes was moving. Like they was getting shit done in music, but they ain't had like you say that that automatic East Coast dickish attitude that yeah. for so long I thought it was life. Yeah, you know, I thought that's just how everywhere it was. Now I'm just like, fuck. I mean, I love Baltimore. It's the only shit I know. But damn, if I like other places feel good, like how you say the air quality yeah. and you feel that shit. Like, bro, when I was chilling with the redwood trees, I yeah. ain't never had. Man, I wasn't stuffed, congested, nothing. Right. Like this shit was just like, whoa. Damn, I wish I can get everybody here. It's like, just what's the better version of this? Yeah, That's yeah. That's what it is. What's the better version of Baltimore? Yeah, if we can put Baltimore in Seattle. Like and just have like Baltimore City inside of Seattle. Can we like, big enough? Can we get like fifty of those trees, my nigga? Because <laughs> like, I told the one girl that was there, I was like, man, I want to move back here. She's like, dude, can you do me a favor? Bring like fifty more black people with you. I was like, that's what's up. She was like, because we need more black people. She was like, you Yo. like this, right? Tell people. She's like, I'm not trying to sound weird, but please tell people. I was like, I am. I have a brother in in Clovis, New Mexico. 
Damn. And we went there to visit. We just met him when he was like, I was like 25 when we just met this. Oh, lady. shit. Surprise, so bro. It was like a half brother that I didn't know existed and shit. So we go there. I got there, some of them. <laughs> and this motherfucker, he was, he was getting married that weekend. So he was meeting his brothers and sister and his dad and getting married in the same weekend. Oh, this is a big year. It was a wild situation. It's the biggest reunion ever. My nigga. So I remember he told me. In New Mexico, too. He's like, Something spiritual about he's New like, Mexico. He's like, it ain't no black people here. He's like, I'm like the only nigga. Something here. very unspiritual about so, New Mexico. So, especially that part of New Mexico. So, Because that's like right on the other side of Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> I'm thinking like, as Texas, my, he nah. said, nah, nigga. nigga no, he's, white he's, he's, people he's with to a guns. Woman. He's married to a Mexican woman. So Wait, he was like, like Mexican bikers, bikers and then like one black dude and then us. Mexican bikers? Oh, that The is, Mongols? It's wild. Yo, they fucking really crazy, real crazy. So we, we go down there. My brother, he's like, he reminds me of T.I. He's like that type oh, of nigga. Shit. He got that energy. And he's like, yo, these my brothers, nigga. And they kill us. He from Baltimore. Like, nah, don't believe him. And he's like, they big as shit, too. And I got in the <laughs> car and the one dude's like, he's big as shit, yes. <laughs> okay, we see what you're saying. It's like, all right, we ain't fucking with you. And they pass you the AK like, yeah. Start it off, homes. And yeah. you like, man, I'm not touching that shit. Y'all trying to get my prints. Right. I know what y'all here doing in the desert. So let's let's hit it with the socials real quick. Where can he find you? Where can he check out your shit? What's good? What's popping? Website? All of that stuff. All right. So you can find me on everything because I'm the only nigga with this name. 83 Cutlass. 83 the numbers. Then Cutlass. C-U-T-L-A-S-S. Instagram. Um, if you find something from my stale ass because I don't be posting. Be having to work. Take care of these kids. <laughs> Facebook, uh, I do not fuck with that shit. So don't even fuck with me on that. That shit is strictly for my grandma and my aunts and shit to send me like fucking <laughs> inspirational shit from Jesus because wow. they know I don't fuck with that shit. But yeah, Instagram, uh, 1983 Cutlass at Gmail for all booking and inquiries about everything. Oh yeah, yeah. I just got on this record label. So hit me up. I just signed the biggest multi-million dollar deal with Cold Rhymes Label. Nice. You can check it out on Instagram at Cold Rhymes Label, or you can check out Dan at Height Keach on Instagram for Cold Rhymes Label. Um, yeah, so I got on a record label, and basically I, I just demanded a lot of money for this shit. Big things happening. And these niggas is paying me. Yeah, so, you know, I got to I, I, It's about to be crazy, you know. I'm about to plan my next big move. Um, talking to Rock Nation right now, you know, trying to get that <laughs> shit working. You nice. feel me? Like, trying to get a distribution management, tour management deal through Rock Nation. So, Cold Rhymes, Rock Nation, 83 Cutlass, you know, next year. Be on the lookout for that. I did it all effortlessly and lazily from the couch, my nigga, watching American Pickers, nigga, what? Shout out to Mike and Frank from American yeah. Pickers. Um Shout out that nigga with the peach suit on from motherfucking <laughs> another 48 hours and shit. The wow. nigga in Atlanta with the peach suit on. <laughs> Shout out all the niggas in Atlanta with peach suits on right now. Thank you so much. So I think it's going to be like the collaboration of like rap, coffee, and podcasting. I think that's what's happening next. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had more time. Well, you don't want your episodes to be too fucking long. No, nah, no, nah, we're, we're good, it's man. like, where does this go at? So yeah, um, I want to thank you for coming on. Oh, man, I appreciate it, man. This was fucking great. It's great to have uh, 83 Cutlass here. Check him out. Hit him up on the gram. Hit him up on all of the places. You know, listen to his shit. It's it's fire. It's, Hell yeah. It's oh, yeah. You can find all that shit on uh, SoundCloud and Cold Rhymes label. Uh, link in the bio. I'm sorry. I forget the shit I supposed to say. I be wanting to throw up gang signs, but I don't got no gang. Wow. My gang sign is just this. <laughs> just the niggas off. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> ah, boy, ah, my gang sign. All right, later, guys.